This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. It is a Thursday, January the 5th, 2023, and for the first time in this new year, we're going to talk recruiting with the one and only Hank South, longtime recruiting analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. And of course, we want to talk to Hank because he has spent some time of late in San Antonio for the check-in at the All-American Bowl where, Hank, sounds like uh, maybe not huge in numbers, certainly plenty in, the, in that regard. But boy, when you talk about star power, Alabama well represented in this year's game. Yeah, um, you know, you look at the all or the Under Armour game, and there was like almost I feel like a dozen guys that were um, Under Armour All Americans, but <clears throat> only just a measly five uh, <laughs> Army or uh, All Americans in San Antonio. But no, it, um, big group of guys, or you know, a group of guys. Eli Holstein was also supposed to play. He was uh, not able to to do so. So um, Keon Keeley, uh, it's mainly all of Memphis five star commitments. Keon Keeley, um, Justice Haynes. Caleb Downs, Caden Proctor, and then Yonze Pierre. And, and, um, yeah, we got to spend some time with them on Monday at the all American bowl check-in, uh, when they made their way in and, uh, got some great feedback on them. You know, it's interesting. This event used to be kind of a big, you know, recruiting Intel gather, uh, a chance to, you know, gather a lot of recruiting Intel because there was a no early signing period or, you know, there was, um, you know, the guys, you know, the February signing period. So, you know, it was early enrollees, you know, where they were, they going to show up at the school that they were committed to, um, you know, what were they going to do in February if they were waiting until to enroll until summer. Uh, but now, you know, everybody pretty much signs early. Um, and then, you know, as we saw this year with Bama starts practicing early. So there's really not a lot of drama. Um, it's more so kind of a chance to, you know, talk to these kids, reflect on, you know, their recruiting processes and, you know, see how things are going so far in their time on campus. So it was a good chance to do that with these guys, got a lot of good feedback and, and so far, um, a, a ton of good feedback on their performances. Yeah, and you said it, precious few commodities still out there heading into the late period. But, boy, it sounds like one Cormani McLean, the outstanding corner from Lakeland, Florida, is uh, having the squeeze placed upon him. I think, what, Caleb Downs most recently yeah. uh, reaching out or trying to influence, social media influencer Caleb Downs working on Cormani yep. McLean. Yeah, it's uh, I think he quote tweeted uh, Richard Young or, or someone else who was tweeting at Cormani McLean. <laughs> it said slide. So I guess that means slide to Bama. I, I'm not sure. But um, I think it means he's recruiting him. But no, that, that's an interesting um, that's yeah one of the few high school prospects remaining that we're keeping an eye on. Um, he was at the Under Armour game all week with with plenty of Bama signees in his ear. Um, obviously, Richard Young made some headlines saying they had one more to uh, to join the class out of the high school ranks, and and he was there at the Under Armour game. And you know, you look at the two uncommitted guys that Bama recruits, that Bama's recruiting at the Under Armour game, and one was Cormani McLean, and the other was Deuce Robinson, the five star tight end. So um, all of the buzz has been around. Cormani McLean, will he stick with Miami? 
he went on ESPN the other night during the Under Armour game and said um, he was going to sign on January 15th. Obviously, he can't sign a letter of intent on January 15th. So uh, I guess, you know, if he signs his financial aid papers, that'll bind whatever school to him, but him not so much to the <laughs> to the school. So, you know, this could be something where, you know, we're still talking about in February. But, um, I you know, I believe Bam is in the mix. Um, you know, that obviously cornerback was a need entering this early signing period. Um, they were able to fill that pretty uh, in, in a pretty big way with Desmond Ricks. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, with with um, with Eli Ricks declaring for the draft, um, you know, I, th- I think, you know, that's still a spot that the Bama would like to uh, to maybe get more talent at if they can. So we'll see. Will he stick with Miami? He took a bunch of he took a picture with all the Bama guys after the Under Armour game. Um, I saw a picture of him wearing an Ohio State hat. I know Colorado, <laughs> I know Colorado's pushing hard for him, trying to get him up there with prime. Um, so that'll be one we're, we're tracking the next few days, but, uh, but yeah, that that's definitely the storyline of under armor. As for guys that you were able to visit with there in San Antonio, uh, a couple of very interesting flips for Alabama of the five-star variety. When you talk about Caden Proctor at the offensive line position, and then of course, Keon Keeley, who, really has set my timeline ablaze here in the last couple of days with some of those pass rush reps that he's been taking out in Texas. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, and I mean, it, it's always fun, you know, these check-ins cause you can, you can see these guys up close for the first time in a while. You know, sometimes you don't see some of these kids um, playing their during their senior seasons, except for on tape. Um, and, and, you know, Keon Keeley just, he is a presence. Like <laughs> He walks into the room and, um, you know, he, he looks college ready. And same thing with, with Caden Proctor, you would think he was, he was about to, uh, you know, suit up on Sundays with just, you know, I think Caden Proctor was six, almost six, six, three forty eight, and just a massive <laughs> kid, but, uh, wears it really well. And, and you know, both those, yeah, guys if you had told me that, that guy's three forty eight, yeah. I wouldn't have believed you just right. looking at his tape. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. he looks three twenty ish, three twenty five. Yeah. Where's it, where's it? Well, um, uh, but Keely has, yeah, it's similar to what we saw from Will Anderson a few years back when he did the same thing. Um, just, you know, dominating off the edge and these, these kids aren't, you know, it's not, you know, this low level competition, they're, they're, they're doing this against all American, um, offensive tackles. Um, so he's certainly impressed. Um, I, I know he won there. He was awarded alpha dog honors the first day for the East team. Um, Caden Proctor has been a top performer in 24 seven sports rankings. Um, and then Yonze Pierre too, um, opposite, wow. uh, Keeley on the West team. He won alpha dog honors day one. And he's another guy that's been, uh, I, I know Blair Angulo from 24 seven sports described him as filthy coming off the edge, um, showing some pass rush moves going inside out and, uh, and really just dominating his competition as well. So I know, you know, Tim Watts has said it, you know, we, we've said it on Bama online that you know, Pierre's definitely a guy Bama's love. They took early, um, but he kind of got lost in the shuffle, uh, you know, in terms of Bama's fans perspective, you know, behind guys like Keeley and, and Quay Rousseau, um, due to rankings. But I, I think Pierre's really showing out and making his, his case for a potential big jump, um, in that, in that, in those standings as well. So really good turnout for these guys, um, so far in San Antonio. Yeah, just watching a little bit of Pierre, it's pretty obvious. A couple things. Twitch, major twitch, but then the length with this guy. And similar to Keon Keeley. And watching Keon Keeley's one pass r- rush rep that I saw in particular, I mean, this is a dude at 6'5", 240. You know, he's showing 
he's showing the signs of a ghost move on one mm-hmm. pass rush, which you talk about bend and athleticism. That's kind of Von Miller's move, that ghost. Um, but for a guy of his length, like Keeley, to be able to bend and dip and and increase speed as he turns the corner, uh, pretty damn impressive. And I think you said it, man. When you think about this trio of potential edge defenders, I know with Rousseau, there's been some talk about inside or outside. When I watch him, I see an outside guy primarily. But wow, Keeley... Roussel, Pierre, I'm not going to say that all three of them are going to make an impact as true freshmen because you still have Dallas Turner (laughs) coming back at that outside linebacker position. But I will say between the need for another starter and understanding Chris Braswell projects to return as well, um, boy, I, I won't be surprised if these guys contribute in some form or fashion, will you? No, not at all. And and I think and, and Steve Wolfong said this as well. And it, I, I was asking Keeley, you know, his thoughts on on joining this class, you know, with Rousseau and Pierre. And he said he was just really excited to see kind of what their ceilings will be. And I think that was, you know, Keeley is a college ready guy physically, you know, like you just mentioned. But with Pierre, you know, he's still pretty skinny. You know, he's only about 220 pounds. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of upside physically when you look at him just, um, and he has all these tools, you know, he's not even close to scratching his ceiling. So I think that's the exciting part with it was specifically with a guy like Yonze Pierre to see, you know, what he can develop into once he's in the strength program and, and on campus with, with the guys. So yeah, just, I mean, I, I would not be surprised to see, um, these, these three guys make an impact year one. And I guess for the most part, these are summer enrollees, right. That we're looking at. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Pierre is and and Keeley is Pierre uh, Keeley's school in Tampa um, has never allowed it early enrollees for whatever reason um, at at Berkeley Prep. Uh, it was the same thing a few years back with Nick Petit Freer, the five-star offensive tackle. He couldn't enroll early at Ohio State, so that's that's the case with him. Um, Pierre, um, I think he's just finishing school, so um, he's going to play basketball this this spring and uh, and do that. But um, uh, Rousseau is is an early enrollee. There you go. Getting a jump on things for Quay Russell. Now we talk about these big guys, these edge guys and these offensive tackles like Proctor. I think you said it with the measurables that Proctor possesses. Um, and I, I guess he's talked about this too. You know, Alabama has needed a couple different spots on this offensive line uh, tackle being one of them, obviously, with the expectation being that J.C. Latham will flip over to the left side and they'll still need a right tackle. But they need interior help as well. Has has he talked about um, the potential for you know, helping at maybe a couple of different areas of this offensive line? Yeah, he's mentioned it. I, I think he, he knows he, he's a versatile guy. And you, you kind of look at that trajectory of guys in the past that have, have come in kind of in his similar shoes you know evan neal started to you know began his career guard before going out uh moving out and and uh you know i think he he he's going to contribute however he can i think he just wants to um you know prove himself show his worth and uh and and uh and do what he can to help the team so um you know i i think he he's a guy that could certainly compete you know like you mentioned if, if latham kicks over to the left that he could be a right tackle guy just with you know how tenacious he is and is competitive and you know he's just he's just a really talented strong kid um so you know it'll be interesting and he's an early enrollee too so we'll get to get a good um you know idea of what he's going to bring to the table this spring 
Yeah, Justice Haynes, I guess, Caleb Downs, a couple of guys that have already been on campus, right? So mm-hmm. um, they're actually taking a bit of a break to go out <laughs> to San Antonio and play in the All-American Bowl. But uh, kind of the, the feedback on Haynes, not only on campus, but maybe even more so this week in San Antonio. Again, a guy that you watch just even in bag drill work, Hank, and the word polish for me mm-hmm. comes to mind. This looks to be a guy – um, mature football-wise beyond his years. Yeah, he Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs are are, are pros. You know, you, you talk to these guys, and they're very, like you said, polished. They they know how to talk to media. They know, you know, they they just get it. And and you know, I, that's why I think both these guys, maybe more so than anybody else, are going to be year one guys that you know we really see uh, take you know see the field early. Um, Haynes. Yeah. I mean, the, the feedback all week has just been, you know, explosive, you know, Steve Wolfong described him as a, as a thoroughbred. He looks his legs like a thoroughbred. He's so explosive cut on a dime. He just gets to his top gear so quickly. Um, and you know, just standing next to him, I know he checked in at five foot nine, uh, 200 pounds, but, uh, I, th- I give myself five foot 11, uh, personally, you know, I didn't, I didn't so check that's, in that's on five, my measurables, nine and, five, but, nine and a half. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> he's just, uh, I mean, he's, he's almost bigger than you just cause he's such a, he's so built. He's, he, he takes his training so seriously. Um, and you know, I, I think he's gonna, he, he's gonna make a, make a case to really, you know, see the field early next year with, with McClellan and, uh, and Jamarian Miller, I, I think early splitting carries and, and Caleb Downs, same thing. And, and obviously his dad's a coach, uh, Caleb Downs, dad, um, you know, obviously his brother, Josh went through the whole process. Um, so, he, so he understands it all. He, he knows how to answer questions. He knows how to, you know, what, what to say and, and, uh, not give away too much, you know, so he, he, um, he, he's another guy, you know, he hasn't made a ton of plays this week, but he's also, you know, he, he's a really instinctual, instinctual kid he had one of the best senior seasons of anybody in the country um and and i think they're going to use him on special teams in this game as well so we'll get to see him but i think he he made a top performers list yesterday um on on the east team as well so yeah yeah two really talented kids i'm excited to see yeah and one of those kids i get the sense that once game time shows up that's when you're really going to see caleb downs probably Mm -hmm. do his thing in a game like this so we talk about early enrollees, and you had an interesting note for us this week at the quarterback position. Turns out Eli Holstein, not the only 2023 signee who's going to get a jump start on things at the capstone. Yeah, so Dylan Lonergan, and, and he was going, uh, <clears throat> he had the option. It wasn't this new development. You know, he was thinking about early enrolling and uh, deciding whether or not what he, whether he wanted to. Um, obviously, you know, he's a baseball prospect. Um, so, you know, senior season baseball was, was something he was thinking about, but ended up deciding, um, that he's going to go the football route and and enroll early, believe he still plans to play baseball at Alabama. I don't think that that's changed anything. So, you know, he's going to get in the program, um, get things going, but yeah, big, big to have two quarterbacks, especially in a year you're, you know, you're replacing your starting quarterback, um, to have, you know, that competition to add even more to the the fold this spring to really heighten the level of, um, you know, competition and, and bring the best out of guys. Yeah, I, I what had that I, we talked about it a little bit of an injury um, mm-hmm. as far as how that could hamper him moving forward. I, I, I take it you don't again you don't think that's a, a major concern moving forward. 
No, I don't think so. And I think that was another, you know, thing, you know, get in and, and, uh, in rehab, I, I believe, you know, I don't want to give, stay the wrong injury, but you know, he had something going on and I think he's in a boot. Um, so, you know, I, I think to get in the program and, you know, be able to rehab it with the sports science guys and, uh, sports medicine people in Alabama, I think that was also probably a contributing factor to, to going ahead and enrolling early. And, uh, Hank, we cannot get out of here without talking about the old transfer portal. And wow, some big news coming out of Aggie land here in the last couple of days with a defensive lineman who was a prime target for Alabama not too long ago on the recruiting trail. What do you know there? Yeah, so Anthony Lucas is a name to watch. Um, and, and I was actually kind of curious about this a month ago. And, and uh, because obviously we, we've seen so many kids transfer out of Texas A&M. I think that was expected towards the end of the season. And um, obviously, you know, he was a guy that, was on radars. Um, and I checked in with, with, uh, his camp and, you know, there was no plans about a month ago, but then earlier this week, he, he tweeted out that he decided to enter the portal and I checked in again and, and it sounds like Bama is a, uh, school very high on his list. Um, and what's interesting about Anthony Lucas is I don't think he, there, there's not a plan in place right now to take any visits. Um, you know, he, he obviously took all his official visits during the recruiting process. He's only a year removed from that. So, you know, whatever schools he's probably considering, he's seen a couple times. So, you know, I, I think obviously Alabama, I think Oregon's probably the school he's going to look at. Um, some other schools, I think Notre Dame was in the mix for him at one point, maybe some schools closer to home in Arizona, he might take a look at. So, um, I, I think that's kind of where we're, we're at with Anthony Lucas, but you know, it sounds like a decision might not be too far off because I believe he's going to want to get, you know, another guy that wants to get enrolled in the program and, and get going as soon as he can. So, um, you know, that's, that's something we're watching closely, but you know, Anthony Lucas, you know, I think Bama finished very highly for him, probably second in the race with Texas A&M in that 2022 class. Um, and now, you know, back on, uh, back in the, um, Back on the in the transfer portal, uh, I think Bama's just right there. You know, I, I'm not saying they're the leader, but you know, I think you know they're they're very much on the short list for him right now. So there you go. We have a football season in our wake. We have the Under Armour All American Game in our rearview mirror. On the immediate horizon, we have the All American Bowl out in San Antonio, and then of course we're going to get into that late period with Alabama kicking the tires on some potential additions, both on the recruiting trail and maybe as Hank outlined there for us from the portal perspective. So plenty to hang out and think about and cover with us right there at BamaOnline.com, the roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the globe. You're going to want to post up right there. That's where everything's going to break first at the roundtable. So be sure to join us today at BamaOnline.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, the Bama Online Podcast, we hope you'll consider doing just that. Wherever you consume pods, you will find the Bama Online Podcast. If you'd leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. As always, Hank, appreciate you taking the time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Travis. For Hank Sal, Travis Ryer, thanks again for joining us right here on the Bama Online Podcast. And until next time. So long, everybody. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. 
A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.